Amen. All right, thank you. All right, back to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, and uh, we'll uh, find our places there. And uh, as uh, I mentioned at the beginning, I've had um, opportunity, and probably you have too, you've been able to uh, watch um, uh, one of the blessings of this whole uh, thing has been being able to watch other services and uh, places that, uh, you know, didn't have, like we, you know, we weren't doing Facebook Live and things like that. It's allowed for uh, people in our church that uh, don't come regularly, are shut in, uh, to, to be able to participate uh, and feel involved, uh, which is a blessing and, and also uh, a reason, uh, the number one reason that beyond all this we would continue uh, to do the Facebook Live things, uh, not so uh, you all can stay home and, and watch it from, uh, from home, uh, but uh, for those who can't come, uh, and in the event that you are super sick and can't get out of bed and get dressed and brush your teeth and whatever, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you just need to try to come to church. But in the event that you don't, uh, you'd still have that option uh, as well. So you've been able to see uh, services here, uh, but we've been able to watch other people, other churches that have services that didn't have things before. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, and you've noticed if, you, if you're on uh, social media, uh, a huge influx of those. And we've also seen uh, a big influx in censorship uh, and how churches are, uh, you know, being things pulled off uh, of the internet, uh, their services being edited and, and things that uh, Facebook thinks does not, uh, or Twitter or whatever, doesn't fit their, uh, you know, standards like they have any. Uh, that uh, uh, they would just decide and pull those things uh, off of there. So we've seen an increase uh, of censorship, obviously an increase in, in infringement upon liberties in general, uh, which is uh, sad and is what it is. And uh, we're going to have to try to work our way back out of this. And I'm thankful for people who just kind of cringe at this thought of new normal. Uh, and uh, I just, you know, I, I hope things get back uh, to regular normal, not new normal, uh, as uh, time progresses. And I'm sure there'll be uh, changes here and there. I hope they don't close down buffets forever. Can I get an amen? Uh, and uh, I just don't know uh, how uh, they might as well, the rapture might as well happen uh, at that point, you know. And I hope the Lord comes back if they close up, the chi you know, Chinese buffets and uh, stuff like that. Uh, they can close down the uh, whatever that was at the mall. That ain't any good. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. There'll be changes in restaurants. And uh, I forget, what's the name of the one at the mall now? The Golden Corral, there you go. They can close that down uh, forever. Uh, but uh, but uh, there are some good things that will change. Uh, there are some things that obviously are going to be inconveniences uh, going forward. Uh, so as the, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, kind of grew, um, we saw churches who were dealing with all the health issues uh, resulting from it. You know, should, uh, uh, you know, hand sanitizer, you know, there are some people that kind of, some churches that got out ahead of the curve uh, and, uh, and had a bunch of those things. In fact, I got a call just the other day, uh, some church here in the area, uh, somebody went to go pick up a pallet uh, of uh, hand sanitizer. You can still buy it by the pallets, I guess, uh, different places and uh, wanted to know if we, if we needed any uh, and they weren't trying to sell it, you know, for a profit or whatever, uh, at least not uh, to us, uh, but 
but there are still people doing that in, uh, in shipments of, of, of PPEs and masks. I saw First Baptist Church of Hammond, uh, a government official in the area, uh, they um, sent them thousands and thousands of masks uh, to help them with their church services. And I think that's great when uh, politicians who are for uh, churches getting back uh, to uh, normal business will help churches with the supplies and things that they need. So, uh, so I've saw some churches that have done, they've done wonderfully uh, concerning how that they manage health risks. There are some that, uh, that uh, said, all right, you know, if you're in this vulnerable group, just don't come at all. Uh, and if you feel safe to do that, they, uh, of course, hand sanitizers and masks and different things, social distancing. I've saw many uh, videos today uh, of church auditoriums where there's three or four seats. Every, all the chairs are taken out and people are just set in family clusters uh, and, and keeping in track with, uh, with those types of, of standards. And I think uh, some churches did well. Uh, other churches probably not as well. I saw uh, an ad, or not an ad, a, a report earlier today. I, I don't know if it's real or not. I think it's probably propaganda of a church in California uh, that they said a, a mother showed up for services uh, at, for Mother's Day and had the coronavirus and infected uh, possibly 180 people. Uh, so all the 180 people uh, in this church somewhere uh, that they can't name and, and they can't name the person and all the different things, uh, they say, well, she went and all these people are being quarantined. So I don't know if it's truth or not, if, but, but so they would say, okay, that's the kind of situation where it's not handled properly. And see, uh, if you go, uh, people are going to get the coronavirus. Um, I saw churches that handled the meeting restrictions. Some handled it well. Uh, some didn't handle it so well. I'm, I think it started out with you couldn't have 250. Uh, and, uh, and then it went straight from that down to like 50 in a service and, uh, and then down to 10. And, uh, and there were churches that decided that they were just going to have um, in groups of 10, uh, their, uh, some even big churches that they would just have just bunch of meetings, and that's how they handled it logistically. And some thought, man, that was great. Uh, others thought that's, you know, kind of, you know, not going to work for us. And so uh, they would manage. Uh, so there were people who, uh, who were really upset, pastors, about the restrictions, some that embraced them. Uh, there's really a lot of pastors that I've seen that I just don't really, you know, it's like they just kind of jumped into, uh, let's not have church too easily. Uh, and, uh, and all these restrictions. And you know who I, th- I thought has probably thought this is awesome have been people who, uh, who aren't for organized religion uh, and, uh, and have quit church and doing their own thing. And uh, they could just go for the last several months without uh, much guilt at all uh, because churches uh, aren't meeting. But there were churches that met these restrictions well, some that didn't, some that still aren't, some that probably never will, uh, and uh, just handle uh, it differently. Uh, so there's criticisms. Um, I've been on the receiving end of criticism in regards to uh, how I've handled it, not from really anybody uh, in our church, uh, but uh, from outside of our church, people who would uh, view and see what uh, we would do from afar, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I've, uh, you know, the, handling the news of the shutdown orders, uh, where it's not just 10 or 50 or 250, uh, now it's just like everybody's got to stay home. Uh, there, were, there were churches that decided, ain't nobody going to tell us what to do. And so they just been full on having church. I talked with a, a missionary today that's been back and uh, he's been in Georgia and they've just been having church. 
Uh, and, and now Georgia opened up uh, and a little earlier than everybody else, but <laughs> it didn't matter for some of those churches. They're just going to have they're going to have church uh, no matter what anybody else said, uh, and uh, and I kind of think that's awesome. Uh, but uh, but some people don't like that. Uh, there are others who would comply and who are still complying. And by the way, let me say this: uh, I think I think if you have obeyed the stay home order. Uh, every, you've done nothing but essential business since the beginning of this stay-home order, uh, and you legitimately have done that, uh, by all means, stay home uh, next Sunday in whatever. More power to you, kudos. Uh, but I think most people would be hypocrites uh, if they stayed home from church now uh, because they've done so many things that have been non-essential and have exposed themselves time and time again in all kinds of different venues. Uh, if that's the case, then please don't use, uh, I, I need to stay healthy as an excuse to stay home if that doesn't keep you from uh, every other place under the sun, all right? Uh, it's inconsistent. Uh, so just whatever. So you do what you're, you know, you do you, uh, but always be consistent and don't be hypocritical about that or judge other people. I mean, again, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, eating is essential, but taking your family uh, to the drive through at Dairy Queen to get blizzards is not really essential, uh, and when you say, well, we're going to look at the letter of the law, the letter of the law is you can go to food places, but you can't go to church. Uh, but the spirit of the law uh, would, would deem, um, you know, a <coughs> Oreo cookie, cookie blizzard as non-essential food item. All right. So we're like, no, it is. Uh, and, uh, and so there are, uh, let's, let's, let's be reasonable uh, about uh, our decision. So uh, some handled the stay-at-home orders wonderfully. Uh, some balance the testimony uh, of their church in the community, um, and they were balancing it. Others, uh, they've done all kinds. I've seen churches that have been, you know, they'll buy 300 pizzas and have uh, things. I saw a, a drive-in, uh, or actually they did uh, a church. I saw them doing a car wash uh, for uh, the elderly. They can just drive in, not get out of the car, and they uh, did car washes. And there's some people like, you know, God's called us to reach people and not feed them pizza or whatever. And so there's preachers that criticize that. There's some that embrace that. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, churches can do whatever they want to do. If they want to buy their community pizza or, uh, or, or do things. I, I saw a preacher in our area. Uh, they went ahead. There's a lot of food banks uh, that uh, can't uh, distribute all the food. And so if you're willing to distribute food, they'll give you food. And so uh, what they did is they expanded their uh, small food bank into a little bit bigger of a food bank uh, and then petitioned the state to become an essential service. And uh, that was granted. Uh, and, uh, and so they go around passing out flyers for their food bank and, and uh, share the gospel with people uh, and invite them to their essential, uh, essential church. And so that's great. Uh, they've gone through the effort to do that. Uh, and has opened up doors, and they've seen people uh, people say, but then there's some like, ah, uh, you know, they don't like that. Uh, you know, some have balanced the, their obedience to God rather than men in uh, great ways. There are some that have been masterful, pastors and churches uh, in particular, in communicating uh, what uh, the news of their church or what's next. Uh, I've, I've seen some fantastic press releases 
Uh, and uh, for a while, boy, there's popping up. Uh, this is a press release from this church and a press release from that church. And some, some pastors would get in front of video uh, cameras and they would record them. Others would uh, print them out and it looked like, uh, you know, like some law, uh, you know, uh, place had put it all, lawyers had put it together, sharp. And then there's, there's others that, you know, they didn't communicate at all. Uh, or uh, didn't really uh, do a press release. I mean, I, I, I watch those, and I think, man, that's good. I need to do one of those. Let me do one of these videos. And, uh, and, uh, and so I might, I might try a couple. Uh, I've, never, I've never used a selfie stick. I promise God I'd never use one uh, in my life. I bought one. That's a, a selfie stick that's right there that's on there. And, but you'll never see me extended and talking to myself uh, in a selfie stick. And so, uh, so I would hold it with my hand, and, uh, and, uh, and I just, you know, um, look fast and whatever, so I don't want to do it, uh, and, uh, and so I've not done it. So Great, some churches have been super good at it. They've had uh, wonderful, wonderful video things and press releases, logistics, uh, the changes to their campus and numbers, audiovisual stuff. Uh, I've had guys just like, we're doing this and that. And, uh, I've seen some churches, boy, they ramped it up and they had words on the screen and, uh, and, and kind of music and things coming, uh, coming in and uh, others just, you know, whatever, had the, you know, the, the camera like right under their chin, uh, which is, I guess you're not supposed to do that. Eye level, eye levels, this is here. Uh, and if it's down here, not so good. Uh, and uh, audiovisual equipment. Um, galore, spending all kinds of money. Some did wonderfully, others not so much. Uh, live services or pre-recorded services, online services, uh, watch parties, uh, or um, you know, uh, here's a here's a good here's a good way to to understand and know that your church is kind of following the uh, the crowd is when. Uh, you have, uh, uh, basically, you've seen a lot of, like, musicians, professional musicians and rock and roll artists and everything, and so they're putting on concerts from their home, and uh, so certainly uh, now a lot of our churches uh, are doing that, and uh, they get their praise teams together in someone's living room with a fireplace in the back, and, uh, and, uh, and they sing all their worship songs and, uh, so that you can enjoy that um, performance uh, from your home, as, uh, you know, and whatever, and, you know, I, I, we've not done that. Other people do it. Uh, and, uh, and, hey, that's great. Um, uh, interviews, drive-in services, uh, finances, how they did payroll. Some churches apply for these loans and others uh, don't. And, uh, oh, and policies and procedures. Excellent. Uh, there have been, I saw, I saw um, Lancaster Baptist Church, in fact, uh, put out uh, a press release. Uh, uh, all the things that I've talked about, they can do all those things. Uh, and then uh, it was like just awesome. Uh, and it says this is what we're going to do, and it has all the all the legalese and compliance. In fact, they've uh, they've done seminars, or invited people to be on uh, on Zoom meetings uh, to be able to learn that, uh, and uh, and that is that is great. Uh, and so um, there's been part of me at times jealous. Uh, I've been I've been encouraged. I've been um, angry. Uh, I've been a lot of different things as I view and see what other churches do and then compare our church uh, to what those churches are doing. In fact, uh, even though God says it's unwise for us to do it, that's our nature. Now back into our text uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, here's the deal. Um, all this stuff that I just mentioned, um, for example, I watched one church today. They had all the things and cameras. Everything was great. The, Everything was wonderful. And they went back to their services, uh, and it's just a crummy camera at the back of the thing, and you can't hardly hear anybody, uh, and it's just right back to normal. 
Uh, it was all these, all these impressive uh, things that they had done. Uh, and then the minute you can get back, back in church, everything just goes back to normal. And guess what? You forget about the press releases. And you forget about this and that or whatever, all these different things. And you just get back to doing what you've always done. And hopefully that's something that God is pleased with. And when we stand before God and give an account uh, for our work, uh, it isn't going to matter uh, what some big church ministry somewhere and all the polish that they put on during this thing. Uh, and, uh, uh, or the fact as pastors, we say, well, we didn't have a Bible college class on leading our church through uh, a global pandemic. Um, but when we stand before God, we're not going to be judged on, uh, on uh, uh, you know, what kind of camera we had uh, for our Facebook Live sessions. Uh, or, or whether or not uh, we, uh, you know, uh, had a, a praise and worship team singing for an hour uh, and, uh, or uh, running up or uh, getting, uh, you know, I saw, I just got to, if we can just get 100 people for our YouTube, we can get a YouTube channel. Just need 100 people to subscribe. And I thought, man, I got to do that. I got to get me a YouTube channel and get some subscriptions uh, and get people on there and I can, I can uh, be a, a world famous internet preacher. Uh, and uh, I, st- I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> Brother Armand's like, what's YouTube? Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so uh, the, uh, there's the pressure, the pressure to, uh, to do and to perform and to be better and whatever. And, and, and people, again, they're, they're asking. Uh, people are like, hey, when are you starting church up again? I'd be like, we've just been kind of doing it. Uh, and uh, and well, what about this and what about that? Uh, we just wanna, we want to know. None of it uh, is going to matter when we stand before God. And by the way, long before all of this, whenever uh, we would talk about methodologies and, uh, and all these different you know, uh, things that church members and uh, pastors would, would fight about, uh, we always came back to the fact that none of that was going to matter. What was most important was uh, winning people for Jesus uh, and, uh, and, uh, and whatnot. And we're going to go full circle to all that. And uh, there's going to be cameras and this and all kinds of stuff that just collect in dust, uh, and, uh, and it's not going to matter. So how do you measure a church? Um, w- w- you know, what is the, the most important thing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at uh, verse number, uh, well, we won't look at the verse. You can look at them. We're not going to read them all because uh, I had a long uh, kind of introduction there. Uh, but it said, this whole passage here in chapter number 3, there's a comparison about uh, who was from who. Uh, in the verse 4, while one saith, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? They were fighting about who was, uh, who, who was their teacher, uh, what was their spiritual lineage, if you will. Uh, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, verse 5, but ministers by whom you believe, uh, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God uh, that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building." So a church is not measured by any of the measures that we had. And, and again, there's some, there's some churches that they didn't do a thing. Um, they just, uh, you know, uh, have just been waiting for church to reopen. Uh, they maybe have had some Bible studies or uh, they've done some of the things that uh, we have done with, uh, with Facebook Live, but um, they can't either afford to uh, or even 
did they see the need to do what a lot of other churches have done. Uh, and, uh, and when we stand before God, uh, it isn't going to matter if you had, you know, there are churches like that one in wherever Louisiana uh, uh, that got, the pastor got arrested. Uh, they spent like $100,000 uh, on hospital-grade air filters for their sanctuary and for their church building. Uh, and on top of that, you know, all the other types of things. I mean, people have put down tons and tons of cash uh, to be in compliance or whatever and then still get shut down. Uh, you know, uh, wouldn't you like to be in that business meeting? Uh, you know, we just spent, you know, a quarter of a million dollars and we still can't have church. Uh, so uh, there have been guys that have done that uh, and, uh, and others that haven't, haven't done a thing. They probably even refused to buy a bottle of hand sanitizer uh, and uh, maybe because they couldn't find it. Uh, anywhere as well. Uh, in fact, I was going, uh, went to the kitchen to grab something, and I opened up that little cabinet, the one that's usually too tall for me above the refrigerator. Uh, and uh, there is a big giant tub uh, of hand sanitizer up in there. And, uh, and I thought, uh, I got to open up some more of these drawers. We probably have a cache of them uh, laying around here. So maybe they just couldn't afford it. Uh, but that's not how God measures a church. Uh, and, uh, and all of these, uh, these kind of what we would call big wig uh, preachers and churches and ministries that run thousands of people and, uh, and uh, who everyone considers to be uh, the leaders uh, of our uh, independent fundamental Baptist movement, um, it, it, that, none of that matters. It's not about who, it's about how. Look at verse number 10. According to the grace of God which giveth unto me a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, but let every man take heed how he build it thereupon. It's the how of church. Uh, not the who of church. It's, it's, not, it's not having a namesake or, uh, or having some, uh, you know, a blog and this and that and whatever and building a brand. Uh, it's, it's not about that. It's about how a church is run. In fact, I mentioned this morning, uh, we have to know how we ought to behave ourselves uh, in the house of God. God has laid all these things out for us in the Bible. And, uh, and I just happen to think that when we get to heaven as preachers, and we give an account for the works that we have, and uh, my work is a church, and uh, that's what God is going to judge me on as I stand before Him. Uh, I, just, I just feel like we're not going to have a conversation uh, at the, uh, the judgment seat of Christ uh, about how many hand sanitizer stations did we have. It's, not, it's just not going to be part. Now, maybe, maybe we can make a connection to do we love people and uh, in, in those types of things. And, uh, and it's probably more important to God that if we bought pizza uh, for, for people who didn't have any food than, uh, than if, we, if we moved our seats around or uh, we wore masks. Uh, but it's, it's not about who, it's about, it's about how. Uh, and it's not about where, it's not about location, it's not about properties, and, uh, and do you have uh, 20,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet, and, uh, and, and it, none of those things are really going to matter when it all comes down to it. Uh, and it's not about who, it's about how. It's not about the glory of men, but for the glory of God. Turn back to chapter number 2 uh, and look at verse number 1. The Bible says, And I, brethren, when I came unto you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of, the, of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, uh, but in uh, the power of God. Uh, what we do uh, for a church is not for man's glory. You know, I had, 
kind of made reference to, and uh, maybe I didn't communicate it well or the thought or whatever, but I was trying to communicate uh, the, a spirit to where during this time we should be getting closer to God and communing with Him uh, and really honing in our ability to, uh, to pray and get prayers answered, uh, to, to get answers from God and direction from God, uh, and not spending so much time, money, energy uh, on, uh, on the broadcasting uh, of our local church services to the rest of the whole world. Uh, and, and one comparison, not a, it's not a comparison, but an observation uh, that I made, uh, and, I, and I, see, I saw this time and time again. Uh, there, there are men, men of God, godly men, who love the Lord, um, evangelists, um, missionaries, different people. Uh, I, watched a, I watched a video of a, a guy preaching from his... He is, so he was quarantined, basically... Uh, uh, he is um, uh, a heavier man, uh, and so he uh, as a, at a higher risk. And so he was in his RV, he and his wife, Indiana. Uh, and, uh, and they were, so I watched a service of him preaching uh, from inside his RV uh, with crummy, you know, Facebook, you know, whatever, uh, and probably using his internet from his phone because he doesn't have internet. Uh, like uh, like a lot of people do uh, in his RV, uh, but um, you know what? I'd much rather watch that uh, than and watch him preach uh, than the most polished uh, performance based service that you can find at some big wig church. Um, I got more. It seemed more genuine. Uh, it seemed more whatever. And so, uh, so it's like, okay, what did you do, uh, sir, uh, to, uh, to get through this coronavirus thing? It's like, I stayed in my RV and just did the best I can in preaching the gospel to people and, and, and preaching uh, to churches. Uh, and um, had none of the stuff that I mentioned. Uh, and I just happen to think that when he stands before God, uh, that uh, his works uh, are going to remain. Uh, and there was no polish to any of it. Uh, like what you would see in these other churches. Because what we do is not for the glory of men. Uh, we, uh, there are people who don't like big churches because they, they will um, accuse the, the preacher of being a kingdom builder, uh, building kingdoms under themselves. And, uh, and, and, and just like, just like any, people measure uh, the success uh, of a ministry by, uh, by all those things. Uh, and how many ministries or how many of this or whatever. Uh, I remember years and years ago when I first got to the state of Washington, I went down to leadership conference and, uh, and at the time, you know, so that's a long time ago now. It's 18 years ago. Uh, and 18 years ago, they had probably a tenth of the property and buildings and things that they have there uh, now. And, and I remember them saying at that time, whatever that was, 2002, I, I think is when I went down there, it cost like $75,000 a month uh, for, for uh, uh, electricity in the summer. And uh, can you imagine what it is right now uh, with all the, uh, the buildings and the different things like that? I mean, it's, it's huge. Uh, 20-some years ago, 25, 26 years ago, we went to a, a church in, in Bellevue, um, uh, Tennessee, uh, where uh, Adrian Rogers uh, pastored, and uh, before that, R.G. Lee. Uh, and, uh, and all those years ago, they had 40 acres of carpeting. 
in that church. 40 acres of carpeting. Uh, and the, the hallways uh, going around the sanctuary are like, uh, you know, wider than two rows of this. And you'd go into a restroom. It's like an airport bathroom, like 30 urinals uh, on the walls and uh, in different things. I mean, it's humongous, humongous thing. Um, that we think those things are important, but they're not as important to God as we think they are. It's not about who, that's, it's, it's about how. It's not about the glory of men, but for the glory of God. And it's not by success, but the Bible says it's measured by what sort it is. Uh, look at our text again, verse number 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. What kind it is? Is it... Is it gold and silver and precious stones that would uh, hay and stubble? Is it a work that uh, will last or if it's a work that will, uh, will burn up? And, uh, and uh, it's just kind of, you know, if, if I was to parlay uh, this pandemic into uh, a YouTube channel uh, where, where through my YouTube channel uh, I secure uh, meetings and uh, and uh, maybe I write a book or, uh, or just do this and this and this and that. Uh, it, there's the only reason I would even do any of that would be for me. It wouldn't be for the glory of God, uh, but we see it time and time again. And if I stood before God having done that for me and for name recognition or uh, it says, hey, this pastor, he has a YouTube channel and, uh, and, uh, and um, I think I could have a better YouTube channel so I'm going to go ahead and get one. When I stand before God, guess what's going to happen? That's all going to burn up because it's not of the right sort. Uh, it's done for self-building and for self-promotion. And, uh, and that's really a lot of the things that, uh, that uh, are happening. Uh, to give a little bit more perspective on how I see these things, I don't do a lot of those things, and it's not because I don't know how or, uh, or, or even if I, that I don't desire to do them. Uh, it's just I feel uh, in my heart and in my spirit that's not the right thing for me to do, and the reason I would do it uh, is, is a selfish reason. It doesn't help you. If I had, had 50,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel in uh, thousands of people tuning in uh, to my sermon each and every week, um, that doesn't help you. Uh, I'm not pastoring the internet. I'm not pastoring YouTube. I'm pastoring a local church uh, in Pew Wallet, a, a place where most people can't even say the name. It's, it's not about who in the glory of man. It's not about success and size of this or how many subscribers, or subscribers you have. Uh, and, uh, and I've tried on Twitter. Nobody wants to follow me on Twitter. I just need to get me, hey, hey, tell people to subscribe and to follow me. I've said that a dozen times and it doesn't help. Uh, nobody wants to hear what some, uh, some uh, fundamental uh, old-fashioned preacher got to say. And, uh, and so why even pursue it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Does it matter to you how many, how many uh, Twitter followers I got? No. Um, it might, it might you know, bother you from time to time how I make people mad or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and those types of things, I understand all that. But what my point is, is that kind of thing for me it would burn up because the only reason I would do it is so I can have so many subscribers. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be for the glory of God at all. It would be for my glory. I need to get so many subscribers. Every time I make a video of anything or whatever, even post a thing, you know what I do? I watch to see how many people like it because that's the whole point. 
God don't follow my Facebook or Twitter. It's not for, I, I, I do those things and then I just like, and then I get, I get mad. You know, I say, I could put a scripture verse on there and it's like crickets. I, I make some joke about something stupid and it just blows up. And so isn't that just a direct indication about what all that, the vanity involved in all that is? It's not for the glory of God. God will look at our works and judge it as to what sort it is. So I said all that to say, how do we measure a church going through a pandemic? Uh, all the flash and things and whatever, and just, boy, we've just been spot on and uh, whatever. Um, it's just, you know, uh, we're not going to stand before God and God say, you know what, uh, Pastor so-and-so, um, you're going to get a special crown in heaven today uh, because you had the foresight enough uh, to buy a case of hand sanitizer. <laughs> well done, thou good and faithful servant. It ain't, ain't going to be like that. Um, and it isn't going to matter if your church is running 10,000 or running 10. What matters is what sort it is. And I just personally uh, have more uh, love uh, for some old school evangelist in an RV or some preacher in some cornfield in Illinois uh, than, I, than I do uh, for these big flashy things that just, you know, uh, going to start our own TV channel now. And we're going to do this and that and what, uh, and, uh, and stuff like, you know, it's like, good job on your TV station. Can I, I just can't imagine um, the God of the Bible at the, at, the, at the judgment seat of Christ saying, you know what, um, your 4K cameras were awesome. Good job. What's going to matter is what we're doing for Christ and what kind of church. Are we faithful to the Word of God and faithful to the gospel? Uh, and uh, you know what churches need to do post-coronavirus? Uh, they need to get back to um, being faithful to God in their services. And so, uh, so I, I don't measure up uh, in uh, my, uh, my pandemic um, you know, handling acumen like some preachers have, have have done. Uh, there are some that did this, some did that. I didn't do a lot of things. I just trying to get, honestly, just trying to get through it. Just can't wait for it to be over. Uh, and um, but but you know what? Uh, when it's all said and done, we're just gonna believe this book and just keep going forward. But um, we need to spend time um, learning how to go to church the right way doing the right things, um, singing the gospel songs. Can't we just like, oh, I just, uh, you know, can't wait to get back in church. We can be together. Uh, but if you get back church and get together uh, and just daydream through every congregational and just dial it in, you've, you've missed the whole months of whatever and, and, and not being in church. You ought to just be encouraged and blessed and thankful and sing out and praising God and realize that, uh, that, uh, you know, church is a, is, is a blessed privilege. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to come and I'm going to participate. You know what? When the choir starts back up again, every seat ought to be filled uh, with people. It's like, hey, can I? Um, I miss being around kids and whatever. Uh, and uh, man, is there, can I teach a class? Can I, I know the classes are full, but can I help in a class? Uh, and uh, can I do? And how can I? And, uh, and just, you know, um, 
if, if church isn't more important to you now than it was a couple months ago, um, there's a, a spiritual disconnect uh, that's there. there. There might be a, uh, you know, uh, a cognitive one <laughs> uh, as well uh, for you to miss how good it is uh, to be able to go to your local New Testament church. And uh, so, um, you know, you might have looked at it, it's like, boy, I wish pastor would have done this or done that or whatever. And, and I'm just saying there's a lot of things I've thought about doing and I've waited out or some things I've done, some things I've not done. Uh, but just realize that when it's all said and done, none of all that stuff. Amen. And what perfect example of it is just like, as you see churches that just like, now they can go back to church uh, and in uh, all that, all that, everything, it's just done. They're just in their, they're in their pews or chairs and they're just doing church like they did before it all happened. And everything that they've been just been stressing about for, uh, for months, all of it's, it's just gone. They're just back in there. And you know what can happen? You're just like, oh, you just get lulled right back into the apathy that you had before it started. So don't do that. You say, I'm refocusing. This has been a great way for me to kind of like bring it all in and see what really matters in life, in church, and everything. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking that momentum, I'm going forward. And, uh, and I'm just going to be faithful to God, and I'm going to be in my Bible, and be praying, I'm going to participate in services, and, uh, and, uh, it's, and I'm going I'm to be present, uh, and I'm going to encourage other people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, let us go into the house of the Lord uh, to uh, brother and sister so-and-so. I haven't seen them, and I'm just going to encourage them. Hey, we're having church. Just come. Uh, no, you just got to come. Let us go uh, and, and stand within the gates. Uh, and just be excited about church. And not excited again, because some of you haven't been excited. Uh, but I'm going to get, I'm going to have, your prayer should be, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Uh, and in uh, uh, everything should be, you should be like dialed in uh, on your priorities right now. Um, because, because life has just done that to us. And if, and if you can be honed in like a laser beam uh, and, then, and then it just like just fizzles away uh, to nothing, um, man, I, I, outside, of, outside of bombs flying and volcanoes blowing up and uh, all kinds of different things, I just don't, I don't know how else God can get our attention. Uh, and so I'd be like, I got it. Thank you. Thank you for the for this huge life lesson, uh, coronavirus 2020. We'll be asking like, hey, where were you uh, in 2020? What were you doing? And we'll be, be all kinds, going in the future, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I say, you know what? 2020 was a great year for me, and here's why. It brought me closer to the Lord. Uh, and a greater love and respect for the Word of God and for the local church. And, uh, and I'm thankful. Yeah, it was tough. We didn't have any toilet paper. Uh, but you know what? I love Jesus a whole lot more now uh, than I did before this all happened. Uh, and that should be a wonderful takeaway, and I hope it is. How do you measure church in here? All this other stuff, don't make draw comparisons uh, as yourself as a Christian to other people, churches, whatever. Uh, God says, I'll measure church by what sort it is. It's not about who, it's about how. It's not for the glory of man, but for the glory of God. And it's not by success. But, what by, but by what sort it is. Let's all stand tonight uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And-